I believe everyone has greatness in them. As a personal trainer, it's my goal to get people to push themselves and see the greatness in them that I see. And some people have stories so great, so incredible, I felt the need to share them with the world. Join me as I sit down and talk with some of the people who define greatness in our generation. This is the Junior Wakefield Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Junior Wakefield Show. I'm Junior Wakefield. Today's guest, I don't even know what to say. It's the Francis family. And I'm telling you, as you look at the tag and you see exactly you know, what the names are and what the descriptions are, yeah, you're going to shake your head just like I'm shaking my head. Guys, so I want to welcome the, the Francis family to the Junior Wakefield Show. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having us on. Thank doing you. great. Yes. Yeah, I stumbled Fantastic. there and I was a little speechless because the conversations that we had <laughs> before we jumped on camera were just amazing. Um, I I heard about timeout moments of not. I've heard about um, revenge moments. Uh, having three daughters, I have one. I know what it's like. Uh, but three daughters and the crazy things that they've done to each other. Now here's a here's an amazing thing, and I want to tell this because I was listening to it. One decided to put bedroom furniture on the roof of the house. The second one decided to take all the undergarments and put them in the freezer. And then as a revenge, one decided to take all the other undergarments, put it in a bag, put water in it, and then stick it in the freezer. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? That's so right. good, yes. Yes, so good. Lots of thought. Lots of thought. Yes, very good. Amazing. We, you know, on the Junior Wakefield Show, I talk about um, inspiring people <laughs> and motivating people and people that are encouraging. And if you've seen the show, you've seen some incredible people. Putting a bed on a roof of a house, freezing someone's undergarments, putting undergarments in a bag, filling up with water, and then putting it in the freezer. If anybody in my house does that, you're in a world of trouble. But I tell you, that is funny because I tell you, that is that right there. I, I, I can't help but you can't help but laugh. You can't help but laugh because of the thought of it. You can't help but laugh because of what, well, Joe? You there? I am. I am. Can you hear me out there? I can hear you out there. What did you think when you heard that? Oh man, I mean, that's great. Hold on, my shots kind of. You mean your shots being blocked? Hello. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty crazy. But you know, all, all, all in a day's, uh, all in a day's work. Now, Joe, do you have siblings? I do. I have a brother. Okay. Now, what did you do with your brother? Were there certain things that you did with your brother? Well, we we were um, we were pretty close. We're close in age. We're about eighteen months apart. So really, okay. uh, I was lucky because I don't know. We had more of a friendship. You know, we there, there was obviously you know brother brother rivalry, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't quite that crazy, <laughs> you know. Like, we uh, we didn't get onto each other that much. So I was I was lucky in that. I think I think as I as I listened to the stories and and as we talked before, I think for myself, you can't help but laugh. You can't help but laugh, and and I think that's one of the things that's pretty awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, going back and forth. I mean, that takes a lot of thought. That that is. Mm -hmm. 
that is absolutely amazing. And I don't know what I would do in that situation. But just to think about it, <laughs> it is kind of funny. And it is kind of humorous that you guys, uh, Brandy and her sisters, would put so much time, effort, and energy yes. into yes. that. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's really funny because we knew that my mom would just laugh and not really... I love you, but you wouldn't really punish us because you'd be so entertained. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for instance, like, Hannah would decide that Sarah did something to wrong her. So Hannah would decide to ground her by taking her Game Boy and hiding it somewhere in the house. Oh, my goodness. And then after some time went by, she would just put it out randomly where Sarah could find it. And so, but I would do that with the remote. And so I would, oh, but I lost boy. it one time because I put it, um, you know, you have curtains. So I put it on top of the curtains on the very top and I forgot where I put it. So we didn't have a remote for like six months oh. and then it fell down. All in the name of love. All in the name of love. Yeah. That is we have a lot of, we have a lot of stories growing up and like, I think that that's also what contributed to our bond as adults is that we had so much fun and we just really enjoyed each other and we were of course there was a rivalry going on but even growing up like I would include them in you know my life she outside of home you know okay I bring them along with me and stuff like that and my mom was super supportive like I would go out midnight and have hang out with my friends three, my and I would take my little sister, sister with me <laughs> wow she did. So. And like, take care of her, have her in at three. She's got school tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. That is, uh, that is. And she was on the honor roll, so it didn't and she was on the honor roll, so it didn't affect her grades yeah. and so forth. If it affected your grades, that would be something that's different. It would be. Yeah, that's true. And it would affect my grades. No, that's amazing. Oh, yours? <laughs> oh, she affected your grades. We didn't talk about your grades. Your grades, I have a strange feeling. Your grades were a lot different than everybody else's. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Well, I, you know, my grades didn't really reflect my, uh, how smart I was. They just reflected my passion about school. And I wasn't very passionate. Get a, get a close-up on that. That doesn't make any sense. This is like, you. last time you've been on the show, Brandy, you just said stuff that's just off the wall. <laughs> so it, you're passionate about school, but you had no passion about school, right? Yeah, so my grades just reflected my passion about school, and I wasn't very passionate. And so you, it reflected okay. my lack of passion for school. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever, please don't follow that advice for anybody no, out there going to school. No. Now, let me go back and say, follow the advice of having fun. Follow the advice of thinking things through. Follow the advice of not paying it and not having a passion for school. Now, listen, no. a lot of us didn't have a passion for school. And sometimes if our grades reflected our passion, our lack of passion for school, when I was growing up, there was a belt that had a passion for my behind <laughs> that always met when I didn't have my passion for my schoolwork and so forth. Uh, so that's, di that's different in, in, in each household. But I will tell you another thing that does work, though. It when, is. And when this one decided that she wanted to skip school, um, and so what I ended up doing was I uh, took her to school one day, and she got out of the car, and I had my pajamas on and my big old furry um, house shoes with the animal on the, on the front. Like, I don't know if it's a bear or lion. I can't remember. But anyway, so I get out in my house shoes and my pajamas, and my hair's all messed up, and I'm following her. She looks behind. She what are you doing? It's like, I'm going to school with you to make sure you stay in class today. Oh, my God. And so we go to the first period. And the teacher says, Brandy Francis. I was like, yes, she's right there. She's here. Oh, my. And so by lunchtime, she says, I got your point, Mom. I got your 
point. It's like, okay. like three classes later, and she's making friends with all my friends, and all my friends love her. I bet and they it's do. Like, uh. I bet they do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now, one of the reasons why we started off with with your family dynamics and just about the fun things that you guys did, laughing, motivating, encouraging, strengthening, building bonds, and so forth. Because now, as the girls have grown, gotten older, they've moved on with their lives, mm -hmm. right? But that didn't stop you guys from raising. That didn't right. stop you guys from contributing. That didn't stop you guys from motivating and encouraging because now you guys are involved still raising, right? It never emptied our nest. It never emptied your nest, yeah. right? Now, now, here's the crazy thing about it. So you guys were living in Texas, mm -hmm. right? And for some strange reason, you decided to cross the border out of, <laughs> out of the country of Texas and, and head to... Um, what's the state? Um, California. Those sea states, yeah. They left Texas to go to California. Let it marinate for a minute. <laughs> yeah, they left Texas to go to California. Now, wait a minute. No, so let, let me get this wrong. Your beliefs, your upbringing, mm -hmm. what you taught your kids was all in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a, um, a conservative mm -hmm. dynamic to that. Yes. And you go to California mm -hmm. and to continue to raising, teaching, motivating, encouraging, and building. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm stopping right there because I want you to explain what you guys do now. Okay, well, a transitional home in California for kids that have been um, human trafficked and it's called commercial sexual exploration of children is CSEC is the name of it and so we're house parents in a home of um, kids that are 21 I'm sorry 18 to 21 because society and the system says by the time you're 18 go live life you know you're on your own and we're finding that there's this they're falling through the cracks because mm -hmm. even most 18 year olds don't know what to do and these kids have been broken they have been in a broken system and and then we're telling them go get out there and go live life and they have no idea how to do that and they have nothing no. i mean i mean wow. and we're talking from the point of where these kids don't know how to do shopping they don't know how to tie shoes they don't know wow um, i mean it's 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 some pretty serious stuff so we came in as life coaches, in a sense, as parents, regular parents, to teach them um, not how to put furniture up on a roof, but how to <laughs> how to tie their I'll shoes and how to shop and how to uh, you know do laundry and how to just normal things that you and I take for granted. That is true. Wow, that's powerful. CSEC. 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 I wouldn't be surprised if. Millions of people don't know anything about it or haven't heard of it. I believe that there's so many people out there, the way society is, because and the society that I grew up in, that we grew up in, was completely different than what it is today. Mm -hmm. Society back then is, it took a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. So if I did something wrong, I was getting in trouble by mom, grandma, aunt, uncle, mm -hmm. And then when dad got home, it was there. I was getting it. If I did good, I was getting praised by all those same individuals. And so 
I take for granted, or I took for granted that I, well, I did, that I didn't like, of you know having chores, having a family, having family dinner, uh, being able to to go out and play with friends and family and and be safe and and you know the normal thing of going to school and and you know learning things and having friends and playing sports and all this other stuff. And you guys are involved with young adults who may not have had any of that, who may not have had nothing compared to, or anything that I just mentioned. And now we put them out into society and tell them to live their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now how, how, how emotional draining or how emotional frustrating is that? Well, it's 100% emotional draining and frustrate, frustrating because it is like, um, um, it's not only incredibly heart-wrenching and sad, because I can sit here and cry right now for mm-hmm. these kids because what they've been through. But then <clears throat> it also is, um, I mean, the, uh, and I have to really hold back the anger of the adults that did these to these kids mm-hmm. as well. Which is really, really tough because it seems like, in a sense, putting it in a small frame, it's like everybody has messed up these kids. Several people have messed up these kids in a horrific way that you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. That is much deeper, much wider, much darker than, we, than even we know. But then you bring them out to this and you're starting from ground zero and it takes all because socially, emotionally, Physically, mentally, they're 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 not even hitting the scale mm-hmm. of I don't want to say normal, but how do you put that? It's they like, don't even know how to be kids. They don't. They, they, they lost all of that, which is to me one of the most precious parts of your life mm-hmm. is being a kid. That is true. And so we're trying to give back and make a mark and be a, a somewhat of an influence of something that is not only. Um, what we brought from Texas and what we came up with, which I came up with, what we grew up with, which mm-hmm. is heritage and legacy, mm-hmm. but giving them their legacy as well, in a sense, you know, wow. and like this is where this starts. The buck starts here, mm-hmm. and you and you have you're an adult, and that's a hard part too because they're adults, so they know everything at 18, right? Mm-hmm. But yet they know nothing. I mean, nothing, and so um, it's it's emotionally draining. We have to get filled up every day. So in California, and actually it was going to a new country, if I might say that. It was like, there you go. it was so <laughs> different out there. And it was it was really investing in relationships that we have found out there that is, uh, can I talk about God's relationships? Yes, okay, 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 cool. <laughs> Just find, and actually Jesus is so good because he has strategically put people in our lives that not only fill us up with their wisdom and stuff, but also educate us on California. There's an education you need out there. Wow. Because it's really wild. Wow. It's so different. And it's like, you have to understand, Gina, this is the way Texas is. And this is the way that the upbringing, the people are just naturally like that. And then you have California. <laughs> and they don't even know how different they are until they come here. Uh-huh. And by the way, when people find out that we're there, it's like, aren't we going that way? It's like, yeah, but we came this way. <laughs> well, yeah. That's yeah. it. Because and, and in the conversation, we know that a lot of people from California are leaving the state of California and coming to Texas and coming to Florida and for getting out of reasons, yeah. getting out of California for num- numerous reasons. And it's it's when people come from California to Texas, it is coming to a different country. It is a culture shock to most people. Um, 
especially when you come to Texas. And I always say, hey, anytime you go outside the Texas border, it is a culture shock to so many. Yeah. Um, but to go outside, to go the opposite way, to go to Texas to California, something had to lead you out there. Something had to lead you to go to go from Texas to California. If it was a calling, if it was a blessing, if it was something. But when you get out there to California and you get in you get into something that is just I think I made a comment earlier. Um, you know, people will go by you you'll go to a grocery store and you'll see a cart that just sits out there, or you'll see a piece of trash out there. And, and or you'll see something that's abnormal and people won't pick it up. People will walk by it just like it's nothing. But you guys get out there and you see things that people don't recognize or something that is just, and, and, and I don't want to offend anybody, but you see something that people have kind of just discarded. Mm -hmm. People have kind of said, nope, that you're nothing. This is trash, blah, blah, blah. But you guys have stopped. You've picked it up. Mm -hmm. You've polished it off. Mm -hmm. You've washed it off. And you try to mold it and to show how valuable it is mm -hmm. when everybody else has just discarded it. Yeah. That I, I'm sitting, I, I, my mind is racing because I'm, that has to be difficult. Oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It has to it be right? difficult. We it couldn't do you? it without faith. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I spent a lot of time praying for these kids. Yeah. And my kids, but uh, even my wife, because she takes the brunt of all the anger. Mm -hmm. I'm the good guy mm -hmm. because I don't have to deal individually with all the little problems, day-to-day -day mm -hmm. problems. Which but is a lot. I bet it is. You know, <laughs> I, I do maintenance type stuff and anything but, that's, yeah. they don't do. But he's actually, because all the kids have no dads, right? Mm -hmm. So he's he's this like this solid rock and this powerhouse in there, even though he's very, he's very quiet and he's genuine, but when he speaks, those kids listen. Mm -hmm. And, and they're seeing what a father figure, a, a, a godly father father figure really looks like. And so that's so important for these girls, so important, since they've never had that. And one of them that has already graduated out of the home, even, I mean, around the table, oh, you were okay, and yeah, we didn't get along very well when they came to me. It's like, well, you know, whatever. But when they got to him, they said, um, this one individual said, I, 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 you know, you're quiet. And, um, and you speak very, very, you know, few words, but I hope I find a man like you wow. one day. That, that spoke volumes. Wow, that's incredible. Now, the, yeah. the amazing thing about it is you have a short window to take mm -hmm. these girls in, mm -hmm. to try to polish them off, take out all the yuck that they've been, been gone through, and to build them up, motivate them, encourage them, strengthen them, um, pour into them, Something that hasn't been poured into. Exactly. Such as faith, God's spirit, just so much more. But you have a short window until 21. Well, actually, I don't even keep up. There's, it's, a, it's a six to nine month program. We can extend it depending on how it's going because we uh, get their we help get their IDs. We help uh, get them in school. We help get them jobs. We come up with the resumes for them to get jobs. Um, what else, baby? I mean... There's just a ton. Set up, help them set up bank accounts. Oh, yeah. Help them set up bank accounts. Help them start the, a the savings account. They don't know. Something they don't we, know. Because they never it. had to deal because, with it. Because, yeah, they don't know how to deal with the bank. They, they got money to... and handed it off. Yeah. Got money oh. and handed yeah. it off. So, I mean, just life skills. And you don't think about life skills when you live in life. Mm -hmm. Until you really true. have to get into it and then you're, you're teaching and you live where you work. Boy, that's a whole different story. I mean, that is a life skill on its wow. own. Wow. 
now, now, one of the things that I'm, I'm going, that I'm, for you guys to have three girls, and you raise three girls, and they're really incredible. Brandy's right here, um, and the other two are not here. Um, Brandy hid their car keys, and um, so they couldn't get here. Just to kind of give you a heads up, she, uh, she manipulated. She didn't want to share. She didn't want to share TV time with them. Um, it has to be tough as the girls have left mm -hmm. that you've taught that you've grown that that are your blood that you've mm -hmm. that you've moved on and to say it should be the time of hey this is our time we're empty nesters we're let's go travel the world let's go do this let's do this you guys didn't do that no. you guys said no nope, we're still going no. now a, a, a couple of questions but the first question is how does it affect your marriage um, well, actually, uh, I mean, being, well, being away from the girls, I've noticed that, um, I mean, he is, we've actually gotten even tighter because we're like each, I mean, he's just that rock that I have to have. He was always a rock with the girls, but he was also with them too, my, our daughters, but this mm -hmm. one from, it's just him and I. So the marriage has gotten, well, what do you think, honey? Well, the way I always explain to her is when I'm weak she's strong and when she's strong yeah I mean when she's weak I'm strong yeah so we feed off each other and and get through whatever problems with as, each other. and find out really wasn't a problem it's just nothing just something that happened in life so yeah. I want you to I want you to repeat that one more time because there's many out there who may not understand that and I want you to say it again and I'm gonna repeat it after you say it so you said now you said something about being strong and weak what was it again when when I'm weak, Gina's strong, and when she's weak, I have to be strong for her. So it works together so that we build each other up. You know, I'm here for her, she's here for me. And it just makes things work smoother in a marriage. Anytime you guys aren't, you got, well, so, so it, it seemed, well, from, from hearing the story and, and knowing the story, you're not keeping track, you're not keeping uh, count of rights and wrongs. You guys aren't like, no, well, you did this or you said this and so forth. You guys, are, and, and it's not one of those, it's like when I am weak, that other half is strong. Mm -hmm. When that other half is weak, I am strong. And it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what time it is. It's this is, this is what it is. Now, here's a question. How long have you guys been married? 30... 33 <laughs> somewhere like that so it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't really matter because you guys i mean you guys are have built a bond and you have have somewhat the keys to are the yeah the keys to success in a marriage because most people what is it, the national average in marriage is seven years you last seven years most people are getting divorced by then mm. and so now but you have but you you said it there is nothing else out there that will stop you from from doing what God's plan was. Amen. And I will say, growing up, my parents never had anything bad to say about the other behind their backs or to us. Even when they were frustrated with each other, my mom would always say, like, your daddy loves you, your daddy loves me, he's the best. He would always, she would always wow. say he's the best. That's what dad would say, too. Even when they were frustrated, had big blowout fights, like, they would come to us and, like, we'd just be talking and they're like, nope, your dad's the best, your mom is the best. They would never say anything bad about each other to us. And so growing up, you have, like, that filter and that security 
that they're going to be okay. You know, like my, my household isn't going to be broken because of some big fight. You know, like those fears that you have like when you're a little kid. And they had a united front when you were doing crazy stuff, right? Well, <laughs> she, I, he was actually more disciplined I the game. than I was. <laughs> you, you, I played the you, game. You did the game. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you he go. He was going, honey, you didn't do, it's like, look. And I laughed first and then I figured things out after that. Yeah, but that yes, it was, but yeah. out of all of my friends, I will say out of all the crazy stories you've heard, out of all of my friends, I did not do drugs. I did not have sex. I was, mm -hmm. you know, I did not engage. I did not drink. Like, I, mm -hmm. I was so happy and just so satisfied with just myself and who I was. Like, I didn't really need that stuff because mm -hmm. everybody else is sneaking out of their house. And, you know, I would text my mom and be like, hey, we're here. Um, I'm going to go over here. So I would keep my mom updated and my friends would come over to my house because they feared like the wrath of their parents. But whenever their parents would ask me about things, like I would be honest because I'm like, hey, like my honest, like you can't buy my integrity. You can't you know, buy my honesty. That's pretty, that's pretty so. awesome. And the only thing that I'm going to gonna hit you on care. is your, um, your passion of school. <laughs> yeah, we can talk later. That's about that. Yeah, we'll hit that. Yeah, we'll that. Other than that, she was she was an incredible young lady, except for her passion for school. And by the way, school. what she just said—that's all three of the girls, just mm -hmm. like yeah. that. All yeah. three yeah. of them didn't have the drugs, didn't have the alcohol, didn't have all that. Um, you know, didn't have any of that stuff. And then, yeah, and that's what we're working in right now. All these kids, is all comes from all kinds of abuse, and it's like, okay, all right, well, we can do this. So. Now, now here's a question. Just recently, recently within the last, I'd say in the last year or so, um, the sex trafficking, the the exploitation of, of of young ladies, is is not as out there as it should be. That's correct. It's not as public as it should be. And, and, you know, everybody has their reasons that, you know, it, it's because of this, because of that, because society or, you know, different things like that. How bad is it? Well, it's in everybody's backyard, basically. It really is. It's in every county, every city, every state. Texas and California with the borders, especially, you know, Mexico borders and with, uh, if I can talk about the wall. I mean, they're coming, traffickers are coming in by the handfuls with these kids mm. um it's it's everywhere but texas and california seem to hold the blunt of it but it's i mean it is everywhere your neighbor it's it's i, I can't explain that how would you say it um, the past administration let me put it that way um did a lot to expose sex trafficking yeah mm -hmm. and they arrested a lot of uh, people that were doing that and even uh, pushed to expose big uh, rings, mm -hmm. yeah. Epstein for one and, and mm -hmm. many yes. others, I won't get into that, but uh, they, they pushed for that. And that's what we need in every state, every city, yeah. and every country for that matter. Yeah. Because people. you gotta expose it or people don't really see what's happening. But you know, two years ago, it, it, it became, or even since 2016, it became much more aware than it was just before that. Mm -hmm. Before that, people never, there's very few, like if I ask 10 people if they've ever heard of human trafficking or sex trafficking, 
if I ask 10 people now, nine people have heard of it now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. I would have asked that just in, you know, before 2016, I might have gotten four or five people that might have known about it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely become an awareness. And, uh, but again, it is so big and so deep, guys, that I, I, I it, and we're just barely touching. I mean, we're not even touching the iceberg, are we, the tip of it? We're, we're not. We're just, we're just doing our part. But, uh, and then one other thing I want to tell you too, real quick, is that when we left the kids to go out there, we were actually only going to go for two months. We were only a two-month stay. And then, you know, three years later, we're still, we're, we are still there. But I asked the girls this. It's like, because you're pouring into these kids. Mm -hmm. And here's your others, you know, 1,500 mm -hmm. miles away, right? And so we're pouring into these kids. And then there's that part of my, my heart that, that kind of struggles with that as well. But I asked the girls, it's like, do you need us to come home? You need us to, to do this. And, of course, we keep in touch with them all the time. But their, their remark is this. They're, they say, Mom, finish the race. Finish the race. It's pretty simple. I mean, because I don't know if that will be finished, but it's like it's, you know, they know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and they're so supportive of that. So that makes it a whole lot easier to do what we're doing because we know that they're being yeah. taken care of. Most definitely. I think one of the, um, as I, you know, Brandon and I, we've worked out, we've, we've worked out nonstop. Now, Brandon and I, we, we, we've worked out and I always laugh because Brandy got to a great shape. <laughs> she reached her goals and then mm -hmm. I was like, well, okay, cool. Then she got, um, too excited and decided, well, I'm going to go to California and show it off. <laughs> and, uh, she went to California and then, um, uh, she comes back and then, you know, she ate a donut in between and, <laughs> yeah. um, she came back and we're Once back to work out again. Um, so, which is amazing. But one of the things that Brandy was talking about, um, she was talking, I mean, we all talk about our parents. I think my, my father and mother were great parents. My dad is a, is a man of stature who little bitty words, but a lot of action. My mom was the voice of the family. Um, and, um, she was incredible. She was incredible. And, um, before she passed and, um, and she left it, left an example of what we were to able to learn myself and my sisters, um, and my older sister who's, who's, um, still alive. And we follow that example about family. And I, I look at, I look at you guys and listen to the, some of the stories that, that before we started the show and listen to some of the stories now. And it is so tough. It is so tough because we take a lot of stuff for granted when it comes to family. We I mean, literally we take a lot of stuff for granted. We get we get upset in a family. You get upset about the little bittiest things of somebody messed up my game system or or the internet's messed up or whatever. But I look at what you guys do, and, and I can only imagine. And, and maybe my I don't know if my mind can even go that far. You're taking the you're taking young ladies. Who may not have had a gaming system, who may not have gone to school, who may not have gotten shot, who went to the mall with their girlfriends, who may not have had their older brother take them wherever, or you know, or maybe have a family dinner or different things like that. And you're taking them at a certain age and you're implementing certain things that you taught your daughters mm -hmm. who are now, I'm not gonna say Brandy's normal, 
but I mean, anybody knows Brandy. Brandy, Brandy is Brandy's a handful. Uh, you guys admit it, she's a handful. And she is the one who put her sister's stuff out there, so just kind of give you a heads up. On top of the roof, the bedding and different things like that. And Brandy was the one who took her sister's undergarments and put it in a bag with water. Am I right? And then stuck it I in the freezer. I had to teach her how it was done. She had to teach her how it was done. But anyway, uh, <laughs> off of that. But you're teaching them. You're, you, you have to, I mean, if you can describe what a first day is like when somebody first comes in who doesn't have the things that you taught or the things that I described, when they come in, how reluctant are they? What is that? What is that process? What is that emotional, physical, mental, spiritual? I mean, what's the first thing you guys do? How do you get them to trust you, accept you, and to believe in the system that you guys are working on? Yeah. We have to show them, I think, by example, because, you know, we're there for them. We're always going to be for there for them. As long as they want to be there, they can be there, you know, because they are adults, they leave any time. So, you know, I think we set an example to try to encourage them to stay because we show them uh, how to do things, especially Gina, how to cook, how to wash clothes, how to uh, talk to their significant other if they have one or uh, just whatever they need to she's there for them and and you know i just listen that's my job is listening yeah. mm -hmm. and, and i think too that when um when when i know i'm getting one um ask the holy spirit what does this what does this and and, and i call each one of them sweet babies out there mm -hmm. they're my little sweet babies so it's like what does this sweet baby need and um a lot of time these kids they, they don't have um they've never had peace in their life and so uh, we run a home of peace when you come into this home not only is it like home but it's very peaceful which is very different from a lot of the homes and what they've been through and then just and there's something about a southern hospitality mm -hmm. that is paying off mm -hmm. first of all they get me on my accent it's like okay so and then, and then after that They've never had, because that Southern hospitality, I mean, that has really um, taught me on how deep that that will make somebody feel like home. And so the first thing I ask them when they get out of the car, because they're, you know, the, the worker is bringing them in. Some of them get out with a pillow and a blanket. Some of them get out with a few other things, and some of them don't get, all, get out with anything at all. I mean, they have absolutely nothing. So it's like, not only are they welcome and we bring them on in, but I'll ask them, what's your favorite food? And some of them know and some of them don't, but the ones that do know, it's like this, it's like, well, you and I, we're gonna cook that pretty soon. And it's gonna be some of the best stuff you've ever had. And just finding out about them, because it's never been about them. Mm -hmm. It's always been about what they can, what they can produce, but it's never been about who their identity is. So what we are doing is we are helping them find that identity and putting that and, and finding their passions in life and finding that because nobody's ever asked nobody's ever been you know right i mean they, they they've just been lost their entire life they've never had family meals so every thursday night we have we cook together mm -hmm. and we sit around the table and i pray for the food and we all eat together and we have a conversation they've never had that See how much wow. we take for granted on that. I mean, it, it's really it. So that's a and that's a big thing they actually look forward to. Um, and just and and also, one of them's never been hugged at all. So when they get comfortable, they're let you because you know I'm a hugger, 
And so now, I mean, the kid doesn't want to stop. I probably hug, not exaggerating, at least 50 times a day. She she wants a hug. It's like, okay, wow. I'm never going to deny a hug, mm-hmm. a healthy, a goppy hug. Wow. Unless you're just busy. <laughs> well, when, yeah, she'll ask me when I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm cooking or I've got my hands in the dish. Can I have a hug? It's like, mm, just a second. <laughs> you know? But that's how, that's how depleted. You never know in, uh, about a person being depleted until they come to that home. It's like just the things that we take normal is like, and that is, it's a part of being a human. Hugging is a part of that relationship. And so these, these kids are just needing a relationship of some sort that they never had out there, but a healthy one, you know? And so between the peace and the value and the respect, we, we, that's what I tell them. We're, we, this is pure respect. And they have to respect each other too, oh, that's which is really really hard for them because you know I mean they are all they all came from that and so it's like ah that, that ain't gonna cut it. So anyway, yeah, those are the things of life that we have really had to put to, to practice when we're there. But they come in, they feel like you know, there's this peacefulness there, there's this value there, there's this respect, but most of all there's this love. Wow. That they've never experienced some of them never experienced wow you want to come up visit? powerful <laughs> first of all <laughs> to get outside the state of texas i know it's gonna be tough. that's one thing second i have family in california so that wouldn't i wouldn't have a problem with that one um third i think the third part is probably my i would say my toughest part of being a father um of, of, of three kids. It's um, the thing that's for me that's so tough is I feel my job as a, as, as a man, a husband, uh, a father, um, all those roles is to protect, guide, lead, motivate, strengthen, mm-hmm. encourage, um, to build up, to support uh, my kids. And I would, um, and everybody knows me, you know, I'd give my life for my kids in a minute. To be able to see kids who have gone through stuff like that, I would want to go after the people that hurt them and harmed mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I would, I wouldn't. Um, it would be really tough for me to shake their hands. Uh, I would hug them in a certain way, and you know, you can get the own visual if you want to um, <laughs> for that one, because I think uh, a kid should be a kid. Mm-hmm. A young child should be a young child. They should experience the things that kids and, and, and kids do. Mm-hmm. They should experience the fun of other kids, meeting other kids, going to school, and different things like that. And there should be nothing to stop them from being young adults. And to see kids uh, who have gone through and to hear and to learn about, you know, is this a pandemic? <laughs> yes. This is a pandemic. And to see this pandemic going on, this is one of the things that it would it would um, it would be tough not to pour into these 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 young young 18 to 21 year olds. And I it would be like you would want to be on guard nonstop just to make sure that 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 they never get harmed again. And um, I would do it. I would visit. I would encourage. I would I would pour in everything that I could into that when I tell you I would be a very strong advocate of making sure that I found the people that did it mm-hmm. and and I think that's one of the things that I would I would have a hard time trying to separate you know yeah. um, well, I don't know if you realize it but one in particular 
I'm sorry, one in particular of, of our kids was, uh, she said she was trafficked 30 times a day. Never find them all. It's, she says it's, very, you know, judges, police officers, you know, politicians, anyone and everyone. Wow. So it, it's it's a real uh, problem in America. It is a, a you know, and, and when you said you said American, I was gonna, and you just said around the world, and that's yeah. one of the things that I was gonna say. I think that if if you are, and I'm telling you, it is. Um, it's tough. It's an emotional. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one hearing it. But but to to see to have him I have an eighteen year old daughter, and I can imagine you know from being nine years old, you know, you know, or to whatever age that these young young ladies are being hurt, and trafficked, and and done like that. And it's just it. This is something that is just not people haven't just touched, and people just you know I. I I may be rambling just a little bit because there's a lot of words and a lot of thoughts and so forth that are going on. But I look at it like this. When we got when we got up growing up, when we got up, the first thing my mom did is she opened up all the, the curtains and she let the sun in. And I mean, every curtain. And she would come into the bedrooms and open up the curtains. And there were times during the, the spring and during the fall, she would open up the windows and just to let all the, she, you needed fresh air in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody needed to get outside. You need to get your vitamin D. You need to do mm -hmm. different things like that. And it was one of those that I looked at back then. And it was like, hey, good morning. Hey, so-and-so. Hey, this and that and so forth. But nowadays, you can live next door to somebody and not know who not they home. are. That's right. Because they keep their blinds closed. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep the door shut. Yeah. And they don't ever say good morning. Yeah. And you live next to somebody, and you know, have a neighbor that, you know, I've seen her in the past 15 years, but we've never had a conversation. Yeah. Because she keeps all of her blinds and stuff closed. And, 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 you know, whatever goes behind closed doors is one thing. But to see, but to hear stories about young ladies, to hear about the exploitations, the sex trafficking and different things like that from people that you're supposed to trust. Mm-hmm people that you're supposed to honor respect mm -hmm. and to see them being abused and, and different things like that it's just uh, mm -hmm. there's many different words there's many different words that i would love to describe on that one well guys what we're going to do is we're going to take a break uh joe you with me i'm still hanging on you still hanging on what are you thinking so far joe i mean that's some heavy stuff for sure that's that <laughs> it is that is some that is uh some uh heavy boy any comments? Any thoughts? I mean, I, what a great family, you know, Aww. for doing all that. That's amazing. So sweet. Now I have, a, I have, a, um, I have, a, I. There's so many different accolades and so forth that I could throw, and that I could put out there to you guys. But I want to talk. I want to. I want to talk more. So I'm going to ask this question, Joe, and I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you this question. We have a show tomorrow, right? That's right. Can you guys come back tomorrow? Popular? <laughs> popular? Are we popular? We're gonna finish it. We're gonna finish this out. It's like we're invited back. You are invited back. You want to come back, baby? Because he wasn't gonna say a thing. That's all right. He I knew was he wasn't gonna say a thing until he saw the chair. He just sat there, and you know I'm shy. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> 
Here we go. I, I just pulled person. I just pulled the same thing I did with Brandy. When Brandy's on the show, I mean, I don't know what to say. And, and usually, and, and it's on Friday. Trey is the host. I mean, the producer. And, and I'm telling you, and Trey, we, I look at each other, and we just don't have any comments. So well, you know where I get it from now. You can see a little bit of me and my mom and dad. A little and bit dad. of your mom. Uh, Your yeah. dad's been quiet, and he and when he I and he right. I have quiet moments. When? <laughs> You're just when? Around myself. <laughs> when? Oh my God! Name one time. Well, so I was driving in the what car. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> There, and there were there were no there, there were no cameras, guys. What we're gonna do, as I said, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and I want to I want to follow this I want to follow this up because I have tons more questions, but I'm not gonna I don't want to do the whole thing right now because I want to come back. I want them I don't want them to be overwhelmed, and I know that there's many different questions and so forth that I would like to ask, and I want to get the word out there. I, I really do because I think this is this is powerful. I think this is powerful, and I don't think that people have have really delved in or have actually paid attention, and really paid attention, because here's the thing that I looked at during the whole conversation and so forth. I was thinking about this with my daughter. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about my daughter's friends, mm -hmm. and Lord knows that if anyone was to ever harm my daughter, there was nothing. Yes. There was nothing. My last breath would yes. be to make sure that my daughter was protected. Yes. And 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 all right. And that and I just and during this whole thing and and, and you you you're I'm I'm holding back emotions because when you think about it, I mean, how can any father? I don't you know. I, how can any father? How can any man? How can any woman out there? Sub, sub, just put a child through this, and that's one of the things that's really that that's really tough. And so I, um, man, I'm. We all go through things on a regular basis, and I look at. Um, I applaud. I, I I applaud you guys more than you'll ever know. Aww. I just I can't I can't say. Um, I look. I man, I look at my situation with with certain things going on, and I you know I have a hard time. But I look at that, and you guys have stepped. You guys. Raised your daughters, not just got out of the fire, but you stepped back into an inferno, mm -hmm. an inferno mm -hmm. that the world ignores, mm -hmm. an inferno that the United States says, mm, okay. And I'm listen, I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody. Yes, I am. I am pointing some fingers. <laughs> um, but you guys, it says, no, we're going to take this. We're going to take our faith. We're going to take our marriage. We're going to take our family. And I want our daughters, because we raised our daughters to support and not really support you, but just to say, go ahead, mom and dad, mm -hmm. we're good. Mm -hmm. Take care of your business. The things that you taught us, go and go and share with other people. Mm -hmm. And you and I'm I'm uh, and I, and, I, and I'm rambling again because it's it's I, there's no I mean the only word I can think of is respect for you guys. I've just. You know, I push myself. I push myself to a certain limit to say I can do this. I can do this. I, I you know, sometimes I think I'm Superman, and you know, I tried to put the cape on, and you can see that like this shirt is tight. That Superman cape doesn't fit. Um, so you know, I can't. I put it in the dryer. You know, I, I should have took it out and just let it hang, but it didn't work. But either way, you know, you guys decide not just to put on a Superman and Wonder Woman cape, but you guys put on many different hats and said, "Come on, babe." We're not taking a vacation. We're not hitting that cruise. We're not doing this. We're going to go see our daughters in Texas, but we're going to go help out all these other women who need our help. 
By the way, in the fire, Jesus is there with us. Just letting you know. That you just, just say Hey, it. hey, listen. I, I, I say it. that, and I'm and I say that, and and I don't know how. Man, there are many times that I don't understand how I'm still standing. Um, but you guys, especially without Jesus leading the way or opening some doors or mm -hmm. showing some or, or showing me some way, because there's many times that I've felt that I didn't want to get up. Well, mm -hmm. there's many times. There's many times that, you know, you don't sleep because of circumstances and things that you have going on. But I look at you guys, and that's what, that's what keeps me going, and that's what keeps me motivated and keeps me says, I can take another step. I can, I can, I can do this. I can do this day. You know, I'm gonna need your help tomorrow, but I'm gonna do this day. And then when the bones ache and then when it, you know, you're rolling out of bed and you got, you know, you still got to get up and you still got to keep grinding. You still got to keep going and you still got to keep pushing. You guys just gave me even more motivation and more fuel and to be able to lean even more so mm. because you guys still get up and you still do it. Now, again, I'm not in my thirties. 31, maybe. Really? Well, 30, no, I'm joking. Okay, no. Because right. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not there with you. Are you really? ready? Okay, good. <laughs> we are 38. I can tell you that. But the things that, Works. you know, when 20s and 30s and stuff rolled around and, you know, 40s, you know, maybe. But anyway, um, as they rolled around, the body's not like it used to be. You know, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I, I shoot, I, I got to learn how to walk sometimes because if I trip and fall, I'm like, I may be out of work for, for a couple of days. So we're somewhere close to around the same age. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, but anyway, um, and for you guys to still get up and to still keep going. And get, we're, I mean, I know what the motivation, I know Jesus is the motiv motivation and encouragement and the fuel. What's your physical fuel? Oh, wow. Is it coffee in the morning? Well, yeah, because I wasn't a coffee drinker until I got this, uh, until we went back over there. I mean, no, that, that, that's why coffee affects me the way it does. That nitro that you had, yeah. you were going. Yeah, you, so you, or, no nitro yeah. for any guest comes in. That nitro yes. coffee yes. will slow that stuff down. Okay. We'll yeah. do that. But what is your what is your physical, physical fuel? Is the physical fuel, what do you think, baby, is... Today we're making a difference. Today we're making it count. I mean that—that's what I say to myself every day. My physical feel is spiritual. Yeah. That's yeah. it, man. That's I mean, it. He's—he's he's a, a powerful. I mean, just like if it, he's covering the home through the spiritual. I mean, he's up in the middle of the night, walking around. I mean, we're in a spiritual warfare. I mean, big time. The, I mean, serious big time. And so I got my warrior over here where I can get my rest. And then, by the way, at the end of the day, sometimes I'll look up and I'll say, I'll say, Jesus, did you just grow another nerve in me? Because I did not know. I thought I was on the last one. But I think you gave me <laughs> one more. One more. Just to get me through this. And, and believe me, it's like, because you feel that way. I mean, in the old days, it's like, I just want to slap them silly. <laughs> just want to slap them silly. It's like, wake up. But I know I that I'm dealing with kids that have... I mean, they, they've had no normal C whatsoever. Wow. So, yeah, Jesus grows me the nerves I need every single day, especially at the end of the day, and he's praying. Woo! Wow. Wow. Guys, 
I'm going to end it right here. We're going to pause it. Or, I mean, we're going to pause it. We're going to come back and we're going to finish it, finish it out. I think there's, I think there's so much more that could be talked about. There's so much more. I have, a, I have, a, I have two questions that I really want to ask them and it's going to take more than the uh, two minutes that we probably have left. So, but, um, got yeah, first of all, Joe, I want you to put their tag up there real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> I want you to put their tag up there real Look quick. Look at her tag. Can you put it up there? Gina Francis, <laughs> young hot, young hot. Thank you. Where'd 38, you by the way. 30, 30? Oh, yeah, we're, we're 39. No, let's do 38. No, 38. Oh, 37. Okay, okay, and then, uh... Bobby? Wait, I'm just, I'm seeing what other tag he's got. I, I hope he doesn't pop me up. Oh, Brandy. Daughter. Okay, he got Brandy. <laughs> Daughter of Young Hotter. Oh, that's incredible. That is, that is absolutely that's amazing. Uh, I think mine just says host. It, 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 it could be. I don't. You know. That's kind of boring as Bobby. Yeah, that's host. Oh. There you go. I'll take. You know, it is what it is. Okay. You know, it'll work. I'll, I'll it'll take. Work. I'll take host because you know. It'll work. I, you know, I'll just take. I'll just take. A that. man of few words. I, dude, <laughs> we've only just begun. We've only just begun, guys. The Junior Wakefield Show is is a lot about people have stories to tell. Uh, I use a lot of uh, fitness. Uh, a lot of people who've made life changings within themselves, people who've lost tons of weight, people who've gone through postpartum depressions, people who've written books and people who have shared their stories about their fitness journey and the physical journey that they've gone through and the sacrifices and the motivation and things that they've made uh, to achieve the goals that they're at now. And um, some have many have gone up and down. Uh, they have many different stories. This story right here is a powerful story from two young adults who have raised their kids, who have, have shown them, taught them, uh, motivated them, encouraged them, built them up to be three incredible successful women to not just own, oh wait, and to do it all before the age of 30. <laughs> no, I was just playing on that one. But anyway. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, okay, cool. But they've done that and then they, they decided not just to end it right there. And they haven't sailed off into the sunset. They've decided to go and to take other women who have gone through hell, who've gone through torment, who've gone through pain, who've gone through struggle, who haven't had the opportunity to live life and they have taken their time, their effort, their energy to teach and show these young ladies what they taught their daughters, how to be successful. Guys, thank you for watching the Junior Wakeful Show, and we will be back to finish out this episode. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You guys have a great day.